What's going down, podcast listener? Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Colombaro, and I'm the host of the show. And on this show, we like to explore different conversational ecosystems. And to help me do that on this episode, our very special guest is the local skeptic. I'm super stoked to have him here. He's the fucking man. He's the legend. He's the dude. He's the fucking guy that likes to think outside the box. He's helped me cope with fucking times that we've been living through, folks, that I couldn't cope with probably without this man. He's a phone call away from me, and he's a podcast click away from you. Him and I are probably going to talk about a lot of interesting things, but definitely we're going to get into how a lot of things in our society, when they're out of sight and out of mind, we don't think about them, right? Because it's out of sight, out of mind. Some things that maybe we would normally see at the surface level, we no longer pay attention to because we're just paying attention to our phone. Why the fuck would we pay attention to what's changing in our society if we can just be told on a screen what society is supposed to look like, right? We're in a predicament here, folks. And it doesn't mean that things are going to be worse, right? It means that things are going to be different. And we have to be geared up for what's different, what's coming down the pipe. And my friend, I think it's time that we find symbiotic connections now. That means we got to have conversations. We got to not become too desensitized to the times that we've lived in so we can still kind of feel things. We can still kind of decipher what's good and what's bad-ish so we can still gain more symbiotic momentum towards a better tomorrow. Thank you, listener, for listening once again. Go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and do all that bullshit. I really appreciate it. And join me as we journey into the yonder of conversation with the local skeptic on the Symbiosis Now podcast. Yeah, man, we're just chilling with my folks, man, you know what I mean? Having a little fun while we're taking a little 15, 20-minute break from the Ujo. The local skeptic back in the building. My man. It's been a while. Hell yeah. It's You're the while. fucking man. It's all good because you bring the heat. You bring the conversation every time we're rolling through. Gas prices are higher than ever. Oh, dude. It's crazy. So am I because, gosh, I can't deal with it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, man, everyone else is. They're freaking tripping about it. It's crazy. I'll be at a store I work at and they just people come in and be like, I just got gas and it was this much or whatever. I'm just like, man, that's crazy. I just drive right down the road. I really don't even get gas that much. I'm really lucky right now. I could, like, walk and ride the bike or whatever. Yeah. You know? But I don't. It's hot as fuck, you know? Yeah, especially so it's, the last couple of days. It's yeah. Horrible. We live in the Central Valley. It's, like, 105 degrees or some shit outside right now while we record this. We're just chilling, though, inside with our air conditioner unit because otherwise it wouldn't be possible. Imagine our world before air conditioner. Or like how the climate slowly, they say, is changing, especially up north in like Washington, where like they don't even have air conditioner units because normally it doesn't get above like 80, 90 degrees. Is it now? But it, it is now apparently. I mean, I don't like stay up and up with it, but I know that like when I went there in 2019, it seemed like that. It, it seemed hot. like it was pretty hot. Like, yeah. Oh. Like when they were saying it's been warming up up there. But they don't have AC, so it's like, oh shit. I felt like this summer so far hasn't been too bad. Because I feel like even yeah. the last couple of days, it was like 104, I think, right? Yeah. Like two days ago. Well, but there was a, we're just getting started, huh? There it's was only a June, son. There was, there was a breeze. You yeah. Know? Like, it wasn't horrible. Like, it was definitely, like, because I like to spend a lot of time outside. I like to smoke outside, you know? So, yeah. Maybe so, that's why. Maybe you're more adapted because you're outside so right. much. Yeah, but if you're in inside in AC all day and then you step outside, it's probably like... Oh, it just happened to me last week, dude. Thought I was going to have a heat stroke and I only was out there for like 10 minutes. Nah, it was a little <laughs> bit. It was a little longer than that. It was like 20 minutes. It was a journey, bro. 
Okay, I work at a bar down the street now, right? Called the Wake House here in Reedley, California. Check it out. There's shows coming at you. But I work over there, right? And the party's going on. And all of a sudden, the main bartender, Gabe, goes, Hey, we're about to run out of CO2. The beer's going to get flat if we don't have the CO2, right? You know, like when you have kegs and shit, it has to pump beer from the keg and CO2 to pump it. And it, like, makes it carbonated, essentially a little more, right, too. And it sends it down the line. But if you run out of that, it doesn't, like, it doesn't draft the same, right? So it's like, shit. I'm like, bro, I'm down. I just like volunteer myself, right? Because this party has to go on. Yeah. That's what you get paid for at a bar, right? Like, you know, like, oh, we got to get something in here. Like, you know, take whatever out of the cooler and put it on. You know what I mean? Whatever. People make decisions. But I'm down to be the guy to go get it, right? <laughs> so I go down there to this beer trailer where there's a bunch of taps and shit, you know, um, inside there. It smells like nasty beer and shit because it's like, wasn't used for like a week or something but it's hot as shit inside there it's just like a little closed trailer with like no windows open or nothing and it's so hot in there outside in the 100 degree weather it's like it, i don't know i had to get in there and take this little co2 tank and when i say little it's like almost as tall as you and i so it's pretty big actually it's kind of heavy and awkward to carry like just yeah. big ass metal tank full of co2 You'd think it'd just be like whatever, it'd be like light, but it's, it's kinda, like it's a big dangerous. ass missile looking ass fucking <laughs> thing, you know? And uh, so I have to take the the actual fitting off of the connection on the CO2 tank and it's hot as shit. And I'm looking around for a tool because my dumb ass just didn't think things through, but at least I brought a dolly, right? Number one rule, <laughs> always bring a dolly. And I get down there and... Uh, so I'm taking off this fucking fitting with this wrench I find that's a crescent wrench that's so sticky from some booze or something being on it that you can't even like unlock it. Like you can't even oh, like no. like open or close it's it. All grimy. So I can't even get it to the right size for me to like take this fitting off of the tank. But eventually I get it, son, because I'm dedicated and I'm all sweaty as shit now. You know, I'm all wearing all black Doc Martens and shit. I'm all hot. Like, you know, I'm stupid. What the fuck am I doing? But I'm like, the party must go on, right? So I, I take the tank off, dude, and I lift it and put on the dolly. Then I realize the dolly doesn't have, like, a spot to, like, hold it successfully. So I have to kind of, like, low-key carry it at the same time of wheeling it because it doesn't just rest into the dolly all easy. And go all the way across this weird, bumpy-ass, not even really that grassy field. And then go up a asphalt hill and then go into the back and pew, and then I go, hey, I got the tank. He's, Gabe goes, dude, you're fucking sweaty as shit. Like, you know, I was all embarrassed. Like, I looked all, probably all nasty. Like, I'm about to have a heat stroke or something. I get sweaty sometimes, you know what I mean? Especially when I'm in the zone, yeah. you know? And it's all hot, and I'm just ignoring my, myself kind of for a second. And then he goes, yeah, but we're good right now. We're not going to connect it yet because it's still got like 10%. And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought it needed to be done now. I was all hurrying and shit, you know? Oh, no. So number one rule above the other rule that I had said earlier is actually look out for yourself. Don't kill yourself on the job. Never. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. No. No job. Remember why you, you're even there making the money, right? It's to live. To go home and enjoy your leisure time too. Still be able to at least, right? Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. You know? Hell Yeah. Because if it's not you, someone else will do it. Yeah. Yeah, someone someone will always be able to do it. So yeah. It doesn't have to be you. Sadly, we are all replaceable. Exactly, yeah. Know? So might as well not be the one. Especially if it's like, you know, risking your life. Unless that's just like your job, right? Yeah, right. If, if your job is to risk your life to get in the, in, you know, into the danger zone. Dirty course. Jobs with Mike Rowe. Remember that TV show, bro? Dirty yes. Jobs. And he'd be like in the pig pen or he'd be like in the sewer line or some shit with some guy that does that on a daily basis. 
Someone's got to do it. Yeah. That's what his slogan was, like, someone's got to do it. They're dirty jobs, but someone's got to do it. That guy's great, dude. He's, like, a great guy. I mean, he really tried, but I don't think, I don't know how well it worked, you know, getting exposure to all the different trades out there. But, um, yeah, Yeah. something he talks about all the time is, you know, the change in society and the, the people we're bringing up and we're no longer focusing on, you know, pushing kids in high school to be into skilled trades, you know, and construction type jobs. There are programs out there, but he's saying there's such a large deficit now because we're no longer pushing it as hard. Maybe because all these kids, they just get on YouTube and like TikTok and shit and they just want to be an influencer. Like they're like, they think they can just skip over all that shit. They think they don't have to work a job, well, I think. You know what? If you I can, think a lot of kids really are, like, in that mindset right now. Like, they think they can just, like, boom, I can just make money and have ads and, like, I don't have to do anything else. It's like, no. That's a long journey or you have to suck the right dick, son. And I don't think you're ready for that, you know? Some people <clears throat> are, though, right? And they do it. It's weird. Like, everybody fills <clears throat> their own niche, you know? And that's something that I think that we weren't really taught enough and education and stuff that everyone has to fill their own specialty, like they have to, whatever that is. And you may have multiple specialties, but like you fit into that like a puzzle pieces, into the actual fabric of reality. You know, we all do that. And we're supposed to fill our little spots. And it's crazier and crazier because I feel like a lot of kids or people that are younger don't like, <coughs> definitely aren't thinking about how there's more spots to fill than maybe what you had planned to fill, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what keeps me from like being like, who? What the fuck am I doing? I'm just working at a at a hardware store and a and a bar and grill, like you know. But it's pretty cool for the local area. It's pretty cool if you knew it, and you're if you knew, a and if, yeah, and you're and I'm serving a purpose. But also, like, you could look at it like that's it. But also, that's the niche. Those are the niches that I'm filling in the work fields. And they need. And to then I'm owned. a I'm a husband at my home, and I'm I'm a gardener, so I steward all this shit. I'm a, I'm a I'm a doggy daddy and now a baby daddy. You know what I mean? And like I'm a garden daddy. I'm all these things, right? Like I have to be – they need me, you know? Yeah. And like so all of that too, everyone has their own thing like that. It's crazy like how we don't pay attention to that enough. And I think the youth, when – it's not necessarily their fault. It's not like I'm saying the kids don't want to. It's just more like when all you have is TikTok all day and like weird times where you're told to stay inside and shit and not be social for a couple of years. Like that fucks with you. And I feel like it makes you kind of be like, well, why would I go work in construction then? That sounds dangerous. I thought we were supposed to be afraid of danger and high risk. Mm-hmm. We were told that for the last couple of years. Like, don't – you cannot risk anything, you know, or you're the devil, Ricky Bobby, you know, or what is it, Bobby Boucher, you know, the <laughs> devil. Yeah. Like foosball. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say, like kind of? Yeah, yeah. With it, the youth, I don't know. It's true, and it's it's kind of weird, but it's also opened up a lot of different avenues for people, and it, we've created a lot of different amenities because of it. You know, things like software engineering apps, uh, different uh, machines and, you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. like that and technology because we, we pushed technology, I feel like, for the last two decades. And, um, I mean, we've gotten a lot of things out of it. So that, that's pretty sick. We're all just popping out ideas. We're all just, like, put in these institutions to, like, pop out a, a solution to the ills of our society. I wish someone was passionate about changing what we know as construction. Like I feel like there needs to be a more innovative innovative way to accomplish, accomplish these types of tasks that are like, you know, killing people and literally breaking people down, right? Like these are careers where 
you're not only sacrificing like your time because he's you know a lot of hours and a lot of projects but you're also sacrificing your body yeah it's sacrificing your mind too because of the stress for sure man i always compare like sadly to like all the jobs that anyone would work especially laborious jobs of any kind mm-hmm. like construction and jobs or something like that i always be relating that shit to like prostitution Oh, yeah. Because in a way, like, yes, you're not fucking and sucking and and doing all these nasty things for, like, 10 bucks or whatever. But you – fuck, dude. I work, like, $15 an hour to just, like, you know, clean up after people and shit and, like, do weird shit sometimes. Touch weird things and, like, really think critically and, like, I don't know. It's interesting because you use your mind, your body to lift and move and do all these things. And – yeah, you could be f- sucking dick or some shit for a lot more money, for sure, and more buyers. Sadly, <laughs> it's disgusting, right, yeah. to think about. But, but you're instead we have our more pride, right? We don't like you know want to stoop to that level. I don't. I have self worth, right? I have to go suck dick metaphorically, right? I can't actually yeah. physically do it because if I do, now I'm a whore, and now I get labeled all these nasty terms, and you're just slid off into this shithole uh, region in society that we call like poverty. And shit, and then you end up addicted to drugs and shit because we're not okay with it, you know. I think there's there's different um, there's different um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when it comes to prostitution, like not I don't think everybody who prostitutes themselves is you know being um, trafficked because there's for sure there's like different for sure. forms of prostitution, right? Like there's the people what people think of like you see walking around and they're cheaper and a little bit it's pretty dirty man like on the live most of that is a product of human trafficking yeah a lot of those women aren't don't have a choice yeah but if you're selling sex for a career yeah i mean because it's something you love to do and it's like legit like all to you you know what i mean like, like only fans or something like that like that's what we've normalized it in in our time right. that way I by, by not physically sucking yeah. the dick like you're watching a video of someone sucking the dick yeah you know what i mean even if you're sucking the dick though i mean i'm just saying i I don't condone like human trafficking and pimping women and drugging women to keep them in like this lifestyle there's probably only fan mills though huh where like you ever seen that black mirror episode that show black mirror that episode that had like the guy from epic mealtime and i forget his name harley something and he's like the pimp of these like three girls that he makes them do cam stuff like online cam I haven't seen like one, no. porn like whatever stuff like uh, play with their pussy online or whatever in front of the camera so that the guy can pay money to watch or whatever that also right? exists yeah yeah but like this guy was like he like hire someone from somewhere maybe they were 18 maybe they weren't even 18 they basically they could run away for a while and make money doing this with this shitty guy that doesn't let him go anywhere anymore and then they're like slowly like in this cult or nah, I don't, it's not a cult, but like kind of like they're brainwashed and thinking they can't leave or anything. But in this episode of that shit, that shit, those bitches ended up fucking that guy over. They took control of the scene. They took it back. It was fucked up. Got to watch that episode. Yeah, I do. That sounds crazy. But that was like an episode on a TV show. But I could conceive of that being a thing. You know, that was the point of that whole TV show, though, right? Black Mirror. Is like they make these little fucking storylines that are like just close enough to our reality to where it's like, dang, I could see that. I could conceive of that being in the near future. <laughs> yeah. Like it's fucked up. Well, it's fucked up. It's the about new it. Twilight it's Zone, like, son. If you can think it, it could probably happen. That's what's fucked up. Uh-huh. About it. So it opens the idea of a lot of things. And for someone to think of these ideas and then and then write a script all behind it and get people to act it out, that's a whole other level. It's 
twisted, huh? It's, it's, it's some wild awesome. shit. Yeah, we watch it like, oh, this movie was just made for me to watch and then fucking forget about yeah, in 10 it's, minutes. Dude, it's an orchestrated masterpiece. Yeah. Is what it is. It is. These people with their art forms, man. For real. That's why, like, even when you see, like, uh, people on TikTok, like, uh, doing something that's kind of like, I don't know, uh, pornographic or, like, a girl just shaking her booty or whatever and everybody likes it and shit. Or, like, on Instagram, right? Everybody likes all that shit. It's it's just a false, like, notion of, like, what people are interested in. It, it doesn't mean people aren't interested in it, but it doesn't mean that all their attention is given so much to that one thing that they like because then they're on off to the next thing to like. And off to the next thing to distract their mind with. That's where we're at in society now where like every one of us is low-key. Like I feel like so distracted moment to moment. To where that's why we don't notice the real tragedies that are happening around us. And that's kind of I, I could imagine part of the engineered society that we live in too. Because it makes those that can see through that bullshit still be part of the prison-like atmosphere that society must remain as and i don't mean to be all pessimistic but you get what i'm saying like it it's weird that we live in these confined ideological spaces now but we feel so opened to the world around us at the same time like simultaneously through these devices we use through the way we communicate and that w the way that we're now constantly exposed to like the world stage every moment you know like uh, everyone heard about the school shootings that happened recently, and I, I I'm sure you did. Yeah. You know, and I'm not really up and up with all that stuff. Like lately, I've been trying to not watch the news and stuff. I heard. It doesn't about mean it, I don't I care. I haven't. Dived it doesn't mean that I don't care. That's you know? with me too. I haven't dived into it only because. Um, it makes me my heart break, and there's been a lot of other emotional things that have been hitting me the last month mm -hmm. that I can barely deal with all of the, everything at once. You I know? just didn't think knowing all the details really mattered. I, what happened happened, and um, there's a lot to learn from it. But I feel like personally, I don't want to consume some information that I don't think is deemed necessary exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's obviously important information to people who are involved with it. Yeah. Like if, if you had a family member that died or if it is actually part of your life, you know what I mean? If you, that experience was part of your real life, that's, it's, you know, I, I could see obviously why you, you would um, be um, just overtaken by it. But I heard about it and, you know, I, dude, it's, being a parent too, it's horrifying mm. to, th to think that these things can happen on just some random morning. Yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah. It's just things you just try not to think about. But you do. It, it, you try not to think about that specific situation because it's already a fear in your in your mind. You know what I mean? Usually it's back there in the mind. It's not so upfront and personal because it's like not that likely in the past to happen. Right? But more and more. It's becoming more common. Yeah. It does. And and it has it has it been though? Like I'm not looking at statistics over the last 20 years. Like, I haven't been watching the rates of things like that happening. I know we hear about it more. And also, like I said, about us being exposed to the world stage of, of the online, like, Ethernet of, um, you just like you and I both know, if something pops off anywhere in the world, pretty much, that's, like, connected to this TikTok or something, right, that's not off limits to American vi vision, um, as soon as something happens, like there's videos out there about it. Before it even hits the news, the news hears about the shit that's going on through TikTok a lot lately. And then they use this exclusive footage that they've obtained from a TikTok artist 
Yeah. And that's how they describe it. TikTok and they show the video and it's like, dude, I seen this on TikTok like three days ago. Like, what the fuck? That's because and, the, you, and then the narrative TikToks. ensues, right? But it's crazy because because we have such instantaneous connection to something that happened in another state, now there's a lot of um, game of telephone in between that now versus it used to just be the one or two, three media sources that would fi- like gather information and then report on the issue. And that's what you would understand of the issue. And there'd be like follow-up things maybe. But now it's like in matter of days – Oh, he said, and then she said, and then the other person that was there, look at the footage from here. And oh my God, like, you know, we're all trying to like absorb what really happened and how it happened and how it all transpired. And now we don't even know chronologically how this played out. We could all like throw out facts right now. Facts that I don't have about how, well, at this time, this guy walked in and they just let him in. Like you, I've heard these things, but it's like, you know, I need to like have a play by play. And not rush this little, oh, no, this happened. And then show the mother of the student that they lost. And, like, it's like, I understand. But, like, we want to know what the fuck happened. Just like with COVID, we still want to know the fuck happened. Just like with Ukraine, what the fuck happened? And why are we all of a sudden part of the situation? What the fuck happened? And no one's following up with, like, but this is what actually happened. It's kind of like why JFK for so long, the assassination of JFK was um, so, like, upheld as this grand conspiracy because no one ever followed up with what the fuck actually happened there they said oh this uh, this guy on the grassy knoll but it's like that doesn't add up we need to have a follow-up or two like you know and never did bro that's just like 9 11 too and and we move on we go back to our fat and lazy lives i've been told that mm-hmm. it feels like that you know scary bro because like we get so worked up in between an event occurring and then the, all the information we absorbed that wasn't even the event anymore. It was just what she, she said about what she heard about so-and-so on the news that said this from her cousin. Like, you know, it's fucked up. It's literally the game of telephone. Like, you know. Um, and you can get a bunch of cool videos and different shots from uh, an event occurring that you wouldn't from the news. Because they're just standing like 100 feet away, you know, with the light on. And the guy just standing there with a the microphone like talking. Well, yeah, we're here at the facility where this went down. You know, it's so unrealistic. Yeah. Versus someone literally like one of the kids or something having a fucking video that they obtained from inside the classroom or something. Like... Where you at, news anchor, newsman, news anchor? Like, you know, they're not there Were on there, the ground. Was there know? a video? Of- no, I don't know. I'm sure there was, though. What the fuck? Yeah. Everyone has a phone. Right. All these kids have a phone. Like, it's kind of like when I got arrested. Like, okay, like when I was like 19. This was like eight years ago, over eight years ago, bro, almost 10 years. And uh, it was a crazy incident. I've told the story on the podcast. If you want to check it out, it's on episode 18. It's on episode 77. Check it out. But to save going into that story because the local skeptic knows all about it and we're not going to go there. The reality of my scenario was is that I somehow got in an altercation with some cops and either I fought them or they beat the fucking shit out of me, which it was much more likely that they beat the fuck out of me. Maybe I didn't do something, but they beat the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they hospitalized me. They beat you to the pole. Yes, and, and then there's no footage when there's like... I took on five officers. Like, oh, where's the fucking footage then, dude? How many cruisers were there? I watched cops my whole life, son. And I know cops is like a televised thing, but some of it's just like crazy things caught on tape. And it's the cop and they have a webcam or cam on the front of their car. Like this was like in the 90s, bro, and shit, you know? So I'm like, why the fuck is there not somewhere? There was a tape. There was a disc that I saw at some point while I was in jail 
talking to my lawyer. He shows me these files, but I'm shackled to a chair, and there's no TV with the fucking DVD player in there. So we aren't watching this footage, and he just kind of brushes it to the side, and I didn't get to ask what it was. Yeah. We had to talk about what we're establishing, telling me that he knows I'm, I'm innocent. That's what we're going to do, you know. That's the reality of our world. Did he help you out a lot? That guy? No. No. Not really. Fucked you pretty good. Yes and no. It could have been worse, and it could have been a lot better. How about that? Yeah, if you didn't have any representation, it would have been yeah, worse. It, yeah. But it, it could. I could have had a better lawyer. It's important to always make sure you get a good lawyer. Not one that's got like an ad in like the bar that you're pissing at. Did you? you know what I mean? Was he given to you? Was it? I don't know. I was in the ins, not the outs. So I couldn't <laughs> make it happen. I don't know how to make phone calls in there. Um, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if because you'll be given a lawyer if needed. If you, that's why you need a lawyer before you ever try to get in yeah, some trouble. You, you, need <laughs> you know what I mean? Call. You need somebody yeah. to call. Yeah. So you know that. Yeah. Exactly. That's a thing, bro. That I'm not. I still don't have a lawyer. You know what I mean? To call. We all should. I think. I but anyways, so too, yeah. all I'm saying is, is to, that short story was because where was the footage? There was footage, but we didn't get to see the points of view that really would have justified the entire story for me and everything. But that wasn't viewed. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere, maybe gone. He broke in. So that way it's never looked at again. Hidden. Yep. You know? Along with some guy's pornos or some shit. He beats off to white boys getting beat up by his guys. But like, nah, the police, the Fresno police chief's just like, yeah, yeah, beat him up. If yeah. something like that Pull out the happened, baton. No, just, if it would have <laughs> happened recently, I feel like more people would have gotten involved with their cameras. Yeah, for sure. Bystanders. And if I were like in the city when this happened or something, there may have been someone that was like, oh shit, check this motherfucker out right here. Look at him, he's tripping out. Look at him, the cops. Oh shit. No, yeah. Oh shit. Immediately. You know? Even, Maybe he, me being wild going, fuck you, you know, or something. But that wasn't in the report. But we didn't watch the footage, right? So we had a report. Like it's like twi- it's like looking at Twitter. You're looking at a short little, you know, 140 characters to tell the full story. But we could just watch the video. We could like be there, like first person. But no, we're gonna go through the report more than that, more than the footage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what kind of world are we in, bro? That's our court system too, bro. It's dirty. It's well, weird. There's money involved. Yeah, of course. And it's it's about money proving that you're innocent. You know. Like, yeah, you're innocent until proven guilty, but you have to have many to make it sh- make sure that they know you're innocent. Because yeah. apparently they're assuming you're guilty, but they can't say it. And that's the point of an argument in a debate, really, usually. You're, you're uh, what are you, innocent until proven guilty unless you're poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you can't be And it's questionable. Hmm. Like, you might be backed in a corner and do some wild shit. Maybe you did do something bad, you know? Well, if you can't bail yourself out of a, a jail, you're going to be there and wait for your sentencing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you technically are guilty until you're proven guilty, you know? Yeah. You I mean, dude, like, I've been places where I took videos of shit that I don't know where the video is now, but it's some wild shit, you know? But I didn't go, like, to the media. They're like, look at this crazy event. Like, you know? But now that's that. They don't even have to. They, they have a guy that works at CNN that's just like, oh, I found this video on TikTok. This would be great. You know, he's like the media marketer dude or some shit. He's like, yes, this would be great. We need to put this video in, and now we need to type a script all around it, you know? And they go from there. Versus, like, it used to be, like, you'd have to catch wind of it. You'd have to, like, listen to fucking, like... Or know somebody Yeah, somewhere. know someone to, that calls you. Or you'd have to, like, listen to the police scan or some shit, oh, bro. Yeah, like, you know? That is how Or know people. Like, dude, that's pretty much it. That's like that movie Nightcrawler. Have you seen it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about right now in my yeah. head. Like, you know, you got to be first on the scene. I've talked about it on here before, and uh, it's not like I'm trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying 
the Readly Exponent is always like that. They're online. They're cool, I guess. You know, they've been around a long time. They're prestigious in the area. But they're like on first on the scene of like a car crash and they'll post a picture real quick of like the car crash and like be like, this just in, dangerous accident, blah, 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 blah. And it's like they're literally like the person's still in there. Like there's no cops there even yet or anything. It's like what the fuck? Like I think that's not okay. But is it? I mean, morally, it doesn't matter anymore, right? Our morals don't fucking matter anymore right. in the world, right? Oh so we just if we just clickbait. We got to make sure we get more views and more people's attention on this, you know? But do we? It's scary because I don't really want to be first, first on the scene. That's what a first responder gets paid a lot more money than me that I have to, like, download this app and, like, go here willingly. The guy that's a first responder gets paid and trained to deal with that shit over time to see shit like that and then you just see that shit first on the scene and it's not like they're taking a picture of the dead body in the passenger seat or some shit but they're taking a picture of like the accident from like the corner and then posting about it and then we'll update with more information later and then maybe no information later that kind of shit's stupid what the fuck are we doing you know call my podcast stupid but that's some weird form of like entertainment slash media slash whatever but that's normal that's my opinion right that's my opinion that's not what everyone thinks other people like it and go, oh my gosh, that's my cousin. Then they find out who it is through the fucking, they're like, oh my God, that's a white Honda Civic. I'm calling my homie that's in a white Honda Civic. Everyone calling, you know, all worried. The fuck? You guys just started a fire. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like too, us being exposed to that over now another generation, which will happen. I kind of think that slowly we'll kind of f- forget how important certain things are because we just hear so much about oh my god did you hear this it's like crying wolf it's like you hear too much to where you're like i don't even know what to be actually alarmed with anymore like are we getting nuclear is there nuclear war on the horizon no i don't know we don't know we said it was i don't know yeah we're just carrying on oh mortgages gotta be paid we gotta carry on you know gotta cut my hair it's growing right it's like no matter what there's something to stress about but it's engineered in a way Right, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I, that's what kind of disgusts me and why I think I stop watching the news sometimes. And it's not because I don't care. It's just because it becomes this other uh, storyline after an event occurs. It becomes this narrative, you know? Literally, that's what they call it. It becomes something to fear. It's, it's, it's less info and more emotion-driven literature. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Scandalous. Let's go look at the garden. All right, down for Let's break. take a break, yeah. Listen to this ad real quick from the homie, Alfredo Vargas. What's going down, podcast listener? I imagine that you drive a car when you're out and about. You might even have a motorcycle, per se. And I think that most people that live in the society we live in have a home of some sort. On those things, do you have insurance? That is my question to you. And if you do not, it seems like it's time to get you some. What are you doing out there listening to a podcast? Because if you are, at the same time simultaneously, you could be calling Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance to provide you with top-notch service. Give him a call at 559-638-3800. Do you not have a license? That doesn't seem to be a problem. He can set you up. Do I know how? I have no idea, but he can set you up. He claims to know. Are you anything like me? And when you were younger, got into some trouble, had a DUI, and needed an SR-22 insurance? Maybe? I hope not. But if you do, Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance can set you up with the free SR-22. You can find Alfredo looking sharp in the suit on 998 
North Manning Avenue in Reedley, California, or you can give them a jingle down there at the shop at 559-638-3800. Be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast, and he will set you up ASAP with all your insuring needs. Thank you, Alfredo, for sponsoring the podcast. And now let's get back to the show, folks. Nice garden, man. Thanks, bro. It's good season, dude. It, it looks is amazing out there. Yes, it's gonna be wine season in a couple months too. That's one of the most exciting things I think. Like everything else excites me: my fig trees, my uh, little little sweet peaches that I picked, my blackberries, my tomatoes, all that shit. But the grapes, the wine grapes this year, because we're gonna make some wine, bro. We're gonna fuck around. We're gonna get yep. we're gonna get stanky and danky because the garage or wherever I make this shit is gonna stink, <laughs> and I'm worried that it's gonna like make me smell and like me for not notice that my house smells anymore so like if you come over you're gonna have to be like bro it smells like fucking wine in here like stinky nasty and i'd be like oh shit you know but usually you pay attention to it you keep it in a chill environment and you keep it in the right conditions and you're you'll be all right but it's just a little attempt just a little fun just a couple grapes a little little mash action we're not stomping them or anything barefoot we're just gonna probably put them in a juicer you know they're sangiovese grapes that's the cultivar. They're looking super healthy too. Yeah, but the bunches are huge. So it's interesting because like I get what you're saying and I think they look great. It's cool to look at how big ass bunch of fucking grapes. But apparently as they fill in, there's less air that can move through there freely. So there is more uh, probability of fungus and things like that growing inside there. Especially because these Sangiovese grapes that I planted, I cut... And they're so they're from a cutting and they're not grafted on a rootstock. So they're on their own root. So they don't have like a nematode resistant rootstock or fucking any of those things. Like, a, you know, so it's kind of just on its own immune system in the soil right now as it grows. Is there anything you can do to like help that or? Yeah, I mean, I just try to fertilize it, make sure I like add uh, like earthworms and shit to the surface and then they'll go in and then just can maintain that rhizosphere for a little while and you feed it good like, you know, biostimulating foods, like, you know, stuff that feeds the soil. You still doing that compost tea? I do that, but in different ways. Lately, I've been buying stuff that's just like a light fish fertilizer or something and diluting it because I don't really have time and energy to do the way I was, the process that I was making uh, the compost tea. I need to switch into going back to that though and just decide, hey, I gotta spend a little bit of money to make a system, to set it up, don't be so cheap about it because my system is just labor intensive because I don't have a bubbler and shit like that, you know? But like to like bubble, like the, consistently move the whatever additives in the liquid in solution around you know, to circulate it so it like really grows into this like beautiful biostimulant instead of just, you know, buying this prepackaged thing and mixing in water and pouring it in. Like it's not the same. Like it's not the same. And I think over time, some uh, fertilizers like Miracle Grow or something, because they have chelated nutrients in them, they actually break down real slow and they tie, you could say, and bind to other nutrients that the plant needs and they like become immobilized. They even call it that nutrient immobilization or whatever the fuck like because in chemical in chemistry certain things like uh what's a good example like calcium and phosphorus tie up at a at an alkaline ph so at a high ph 
these two compounds when they're present in their different forms in the soil decide to like bond together and they stay together they don't separate and now nothing really will take them apart other than like a solvent or like i don't know if you lower the ph then they slowly weaken their bonds isn't that weird like ph is a very different factor to throw into the mix when you're talking about soil and all the shit it's like an absolute pertinent part of the equation yeah you know chemistry deals with ph and it's like another factor it's like another lens to look at it through you know and that that has to be on point because if you just neglect that completely you're just fucking with salts and thinking you could just balance shit out by like i don't know just doing weird shit and, and if you don't do anything at all it's still as bad too and there's some things like you can throw shit at it but it will it'll just make a little bit of a difference and then uh, now we're getting to this level where a lot of people are, do some good work. They know their chemistry. They make certain products through drip line. Like in the local area, Gar Bennett would be one of those companies that's like they produce these high-quality fertilizers that can be injected through the irrigation system. So it's like a two-in-one. There's no um, sending a tractor down to like plant any kind of dry product maybe sometimes you know but for the most part you're relying on nutrition being fed through the water which is basically how plants eat is in solution meaning like you it's know like how we feed our a wet too. paste of fucking soil and water and all these other ingredients that you could call soil you know it's and like, that includes bioorganisms though you know that means like earthworms and roly polies and fucking burrowing things that like you know that includes the ground squirrels and shit in some cases but when they're too many because they have to yeah. flock to areas because now everything's a farm where they're all forbidden so they have to flock to small areas where they take over rapidly because right. they ain't got nowhere else to go and then everyone's like fuck this you know and then they call the guy that comes from the company that sells you a solution to take care of it and then a lot of farmers with rodents so they just shoot them or put out poison or they have an owl. And the owl is like the sacred being to me, bro. When you go out there later in the evening to like a farm out in the middle of nowhere, do it sometime and look for the little owl box and watch it come out. <laughs> and then it just flies through the field. You hear it in the distance, meaning it's probably catching something right now, like that David Attenborough as he swoops down to grab the ground squirrel, <laughs> doing his purpose on this farm, getting paid next to nothing, putting in his rent, you know? Yeah. Oh, the owl. That's hilarious, dude. They're majestic, man. They are, but they're also crazy, apparently. And sometimes they don't stay at your farm. They go to another one. Yeah, they do and Shit like that. Yeah, That's they go like, fuck over here. Try like, to propagate <laughs> anything in your farm, like ladybugs or a bug, like you do run the risk of them leaving. Yeah, unless you're in an indoor environment, right? right. That's when you're trying to... That's con a controlled it, environment. Yeah, it is. And then what happens if it becomes contaminated? You know, and then you have to start all over. Yeah. You have to literally, like, sanitize everything and start all over. That's like mushroom growers... They grow mushrooms and stuff that's all about sanitation. Wine is like that too because I was talking about wine. Wine, you can't just leave grapes rotting in like a fucking open container and like all the things in the air just floating around landing in there and, and all this stuff. It, it'll, it will become something nasty. That's what I meant where like a smell could go awry and it could become a problem. But usually you keep it in the right conditions and a certain temperature range and you keep no no uh, oxygen being allowing to come off because it will as the – Yeast eat the sugar, eat the sugars, and convert them into alcohol. There is carbon dioxide released, so there's air that comes off, oxygen that has to come off. So you have like a little vent or something that air can come out of the vessel that you're you're fermenting these grapes in, but then no no air can get inside. 
you know. So I have a little mechanism that I'm going to try out, five-gallon buckets and shit. But the point is, is like all those factors are really important. You can't just throw some shit in a bucket and like let it sit and it become what you want it to. Like it's not super particular. There's a lot of other things in a mush when people make wine. Like you wouldn't imagine how many black widows and random items that are in the grapes as they crush them. You know, right. stuff that you can De- never sift debris. through fast enough to uh, actually process those grapes into a product, right. you know. Um, and also it's part of them not giving a fuck because it doesn't matter. Yeah, somehow. It's mass production. It's, it's a thing, you know. So technically you could even argue that there's a little, little, teeny bit of like getting Black Widow in your wine. Just a little, like a bit. A little bit. But it's juice now. It's just the juice. It's all it's all strained and filtered. Yeah, it's fermented. It's good. It's clean now, you know. Some guy working on the line, spits in there. You know, spits his dip in there. That could totally happen to you. That could totally happen. Not saying that people do that. I'm not trying to say that people are unethical, but people do that kind of stuff. Dude, stuff happens. There could be someone there working on the sprinkler system and accidentally spill water into, like, a bunch of product. That's what I think about when I eat microwave burritos. I'm like, this mush inside this tortilla, like, what is it? Like, it could be anything. Like the guy that could be like working like a shift like they say at Amazon where he can't go to the bathroom. So he's like, fuck, I'm going to shit in this motherfucker right now. I'm fucking, fuck these guys. They don't fucking pay me enough anyways. I'm about to shit my fucking pants. I'm going to fucking shit in this shit right now. Fuck them. You know, no one sees it on the camera. Somehow just because no one would, who would do that, right? Why would we be thinking that someone would do that? And someone could have done it, bro. They could have thrown something in there that they're trying to get rid of. You know, some kind, of ebs- oh, some, yeah. some kind of evidence or something. No. You know, hawking a loogie in there. But I don't like to think that. I'm just saying, like, what else is in there? Like, yeah. I'm saying in production, a lot of things end up getting into so, things. It's nothing personal. It's just part of it. Like, you know. Blows their load in your burrito. You don't even know. Yeah. And the reason why we're talking about this is because we're talking about, like, mushrooms and stuff. And, like, how when people grow mushrooms in, like, an enclosed area usually or, or something, you have to sanitize a lot of things. Because if other organisms get involved, it could create a, a growth of another mold. Or another fungus, because exactly, you're, yeah. you're you're mimicking conditions that are perfect for fungal growth, but if it gets contaminated with another spore, it's going to grow a lot of that because you're providing the perfect conditions for fungal growth. You know, <laughs> yeah. you have to you want to make sure you're only dealing with the specific variety cultivar that you're looking for. You know, it or could. in different situations, I'm sure farmers get more risque. It's you important know. that people know that kind of stuff, dude. Because if you just go out and just try it without knowing anything, you and say you do end up growing some mushrooms right and they weren't under the best conditions you can make yourself very sick you yeah, know? you're dude. talking about renal disease yeah, kidney dude. damage you, can talk you to could die yeah you dude i remember there was a movie sick. it was like a low budget movie called shroom it's called shroom i think the cover was like black and it, it said shroom and green and these people like went to the uk or some shit to go camping or hiking but on the way someone's got mushrooms they're like tour guide or some shit some wacko foo and they're like eat these mushrooms but then they're like bad mushrooms, bro. Like they ate the black mushrooms that they weren't the right mushroom. Like they went hunting and eating yeah. them. I'm saying like they didn't have them dried and shit. Like they just trusted this guy. And then the movie started getting really fucking weird where they're like not even in the same fucking universe anymore. They're like living in separate realities, but they come across each other somehow. Some fucking deep shit. And then balls. at the end of the movie, I'm pretty sure they're just dead. Yeah, I think they're just tripping balls. They like wake up and realize, oh shit. You know, like, one of the girls, like, wakes up and was like, was that real? Like, you know? I don't even know, bro. It was just some crazy movie, right? And, uh, but that kind of shit happens. They say that about salvia. Salvia is that little, like, uh, flower that is grown. No, I think it's even just the foliage of, like, a sage-type plant. Salvia is, like, sage, Mm -hmm. you know? 
And like, if you you ever tried that shit, no, I've bro, I've heard it. stories, but I've tried it. And Allison, one time, I witnessed her back in the day. Right, this was back when we were young and dumb. But you know, is there another word for it? I don't know. It's not spice. It's not. It's spice? not the same. Those are not the same. Yeah, spice and salvia are not the same thing. Anyone that knows anybody that's done it knows those are not the same thing. Now, spice is this weird fucking thing, in my opinion. It's like, what is it? Yeah, it's like some synthetics. other fucking synthetic as flower plant kinda. What is that? What do you Plastic. mean? What are you spraying on what? On what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, it makes me fucking nauseous because I tried that before too. Shit was wild, bro. It's called something else too. K two um, spice K two. That's what people call it. Yeah. And a lot of the military guys know all about it because they couldn't smoke weed, uh, but so they smoked K2. Yeah, yeah, it was an alternative. That's what I think it why it stayed alive. Because otherwise people would just went and got weed. And probably people like, from other know. careers, like anywhere that you're being drug tested all the time, but you're like True. grew up a stoner. Right. Yeah. But it's something else, bro. If anyone that's ever smoked K2 though kind of knows it's not weed. It's not the same high. It's like smoking meth or some shit, bro. You're far out, son. You start like hallucinating low key, you know, and you you not know you don't know who you are. Maybe like you know it can get like that. So you can't Uh, smoke spice and go. And and salvia is more like this like ancient don't fuck around, respect the universe, gods or whatever the fuck you'd call it. You know, don't fuck around on because you you don't know what you're about to enter. Like there's stories of people that smoke this shit and then live like a lifetime, like they boof all of a sudden just wake up in another life. And there's someone else, like Todd or some shit. And then they live like 40 years with the family and all this shit. And then they get old and they die. And then all of a sudden, like like when they're like, bye or whatever, dying on the deathbed or whatever the fuck, they just like close their eyes or whatever. And then they, boom, they wake up back where they smoked the pipe like 40 years ago. But really, it was just like five minutes of them being Whoa. like laying there. So like like in, a portal, like some so fucked up shit you don't want to fuck with. Like their experience was literally like 40 years. Cause, yeah, because that, that, that could make sense, right? Because like they say, when you're dreaming, your dream is only like a few seconds long, right? Like right before you wake oh, up. Oh, you're right. That makes sense. But what if you're stuck in that weird dreamlike state, like mm-hmm. right before you're wake, you're about to wake up, but you're in mm-hmm. there because it's on purpose. You know what I mean? You're, right. You're there for like a longer period of time, so it's like your dream that you're experiencing is actually feeling like it's years long, right? Because have you you've woken up from a dream that felt like a long dream, right? You're like, damn. Dude, like, I, I'm thinking of evidence in my mind, like a personal experience, like where I'd be laying on the couch doing a power nap. I call it a power nap. I'll like lay somewhere, maybe in the bed, maybe on the floor, maybe on the couch for like 10, 15 minutes, power nap, because it does something. If I'm hella tired mentally, cognitively, and I know that I could take a nap, if I just set my alarm and just completely forget about everything, what I, where I have to go later, anything, just to fall asleep for the next 15 minutes and and just sleep at least 10 and then wake up. But you I, in that 10 minutes, I have dreams, bro. I don't really remember my dreams, but I know I was deep in some dream and it was like only a few minutes that I, my eyes were actually like closed and yeah, I was asleep. out. It was like a moment, but I lived a whole storyline. A whole book was written and fucking choreographed and a movie was made and <laughs> it's gone. In like 10 minutes. I hear you. That's my personal evidence that that's just one example, you know, but I could, I can empathize with that. Yeah. Cause like, what if they are out for like five minutes, but they're not necessarily out. They're out in that dream state. It's so crazy that we're talking about this in my house because there was a time where someone else wanted to do that. And we had it from when we were kids. Like we had it stashed away somewhere. Like, but yeah. And someone wanted to try it. I'm not going to name them. 
you know, one of them has been on the podcast, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're cool yeah. dudes, but it was, it was weird. It was weird because they were, we were all drinking and they wanted to do that. And I was like, oh, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. And, and it did get weird. And they, they tell, if, the, if you ask them, they tell you the story and they probably say it was pretty wild. Didn't mean to, to do that that night. Shouldn't have fucked around and just thought of it like it was like uh, another drug to just kind of get a buzz off of and go away. Right. It wasn't one of those things that could like fuck up your, your, your mental state because you're like, whoa, you're like shooken up. Like when I, I tried it one time when I was like 18, bro, right? Um, and all of a sudden I felt like my world literally flipped upside down because I was like in the backseat of a car and my legs went to the ceiling and I was just like on my shoulders like upside down laughing. Whoa. Laughing and like leaving reality behind for a second, thinking about some wild shit, my face melting like uh, like as if it was like, one of those characters from like Danny Phantom or some shit, <laughs> like fucking my jaws like floating in the air or some shit, like you know. And then that was it because I think I didn't ingest enough to like whatever you want to call it, go there. That's what how, didn't happen. How long so, did you feel that way? Like it was a short-lived experience. Like this was like minutes, m- minutes. So you just not feel even that way ten for minutes, and then it just goes away. Yeah, and then and then though, Allison had tried it, and I'd rather her tell the story. But in in this was a long time ago. We were kids, folks. It doesn't matter. It's a disclaimer though, because it's not like this shit's recent. We don't fuck with shit like this anymore. Don't fuck with it. It's just a story to let you know that there's things out there experience, that are yeah. different, and it's an interesting story, a very interesting experience. And like I know that she'd tell the story as she got out the car, looked around, realized that there's a kid in the back seat. And I'm sitting there in the passenger seat, but I look older and more handsomer, she says, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, in reality, I literally told her, baby, come get back in the car. Everything's okay. And she was like, no. And then she got back in the car anyways, slammed the door and was just looking straight in through the windshield. Just looking straight. And then started like laughing and then they came back to us. And she said in that time, she was like, saw me in the car and was like, what the fuck? And I was like, baby, get in the car. And she was like, no. Like, I don't want to get in the car. I want to enjoy this experience. I want to see, you know, the beaches right here. And I want to just be in this moment in time. And then, like, got back in the car and then, like, came back to reality and was like, oh, we're just sitting in your car in the parking lot or, like, in the driveway or whatever. Somewhere. Well, you're not living in, this in the movie. mountains. Like, where are we? You know? Like, what is going on? And... That's intense. That'll shake you up, kind of, bro. Like that's oh, that's yeah. a that's a story to tell. Oh, it's yeah. like, whoa. Bro, there's even you things know? like weed. Even weed can sh- Dude. rock your reality and Dude. send you into some psychosis, bro. Yeah. If you're not for it, like not. Ev- and that's not to call anybody weak. It's just everybody's experience. The weed's just too strong, like, no, too loud. It's, like, not, it's not even that because it, it doesn't even have to be strong weed. But I do feel like it happens more often than not now because of the type of weed that we have. Uh-huh. But. Yeah, dude. It doesn't mean and concentrates because it takes people to the next level immediately. Everybody's experience with cannabis is unique to that person, that individual. You know what I mean? True. Like the way you experience it is different from the way I experience it. We might even smoke it the same amount. Yeah. You know, everyone's experience is different. And so, for some people, like if we're talking about physiology, chemically, and whatever's going on, the the recipe in your body that's going on. It could uh, dictate your experience. You know what I mean? For some yeah. people, it's not their fault, dude. It's not their fault. That they wig out or they feel like they get hella sick. No, or, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just too much. Um, I've had those experiences with people. Uh, not me, but I've seen people yeah. like oh, wig too. out, pass out. I think we were, they were dead 
freak out, you know, you've seen all that. And over the years, <laughs> over the years of you know being in different circles and just knowing a lot of people yeah. and happening to be in di- different times around different people, see some wild shit. You're pretty brave. I, I was telling Allison recently that like I trip out sometimes about stories that I want to tell more because I get older and I realize and I reminisce and I'm like, dude, I did some wild shit when I was younger that I don't ever talk about. Like, a lot of people brag about it, and, like, they, like, do, like, a TikTok about it, and then they just tell all these stories, and, like, that's cool, but, like, I don't know how to do that really that well, you know? So, sometimes on the podcast, that's why I like telling stories about what the fuck happened in the past. I like when people tell me stories about what they've done. Um, It doesn't matter what it is. You know, some things are a little more risque to, like, talk about, but they're still, like, important things to talk about. Right. You know? And uh, they should be valued at some level of our existence, clearly, you know? Not just put away in a file as like drugs, like you know they bad, you know right. what happened to our world. But now we got this like new age movement where everybody's eating mushrooms, right? And they know what's going on, and they got the little fucking MDMA like huffer thing or whatever, and the the ketamine snooter and all the fucking shit to like cope with realities. Dude, I tried ketamine one time. Ketamine's crazy. I, I could like, imagine ketamine helping someone probably because it did something to me in the moment. I'd like you to know? try ketamine. I heard that it has its applications. You know, but you know it's a horse tranquilizer. Why don't we just call it that? Pfizer will call it that. Like it's a horse tranquilizer. These people are taking horse tranquilizers. Is it really? It's a veterinary medicine. I mean, it's it's human grade. Ketamine's human grade, the shit that people usually get, but it's basically veterinary and tranquilizers. What's it derived from? I don't know. I'm not that well versed. Maybe I thought in it ketamine. Was, I thought it was it's in the natural. amines. <laughs> no. I, thought, I thought it was like a natural occurring substance that we, we broke down, we, we extracted. If anyone wants to know more, I'm sure that Hamilton Morris, that guy that has the Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, would know all about it because I know he did an episode on the history of ketamine and all that stuff I and had people on that tried it and shit. But that's something that apparently I see ads on Instagram. That's why I'm bringing that up. I will scroll down Instagram and I'll see an advertisement. For ketamine. I've seen like... Uh, and I'm like, what? They have like ketamine dispensaries. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Where? Like, what? What? Like, where was this at when like I was thinking desperately like 10 years ago that my mental health was so bad that I needed to get it fixed now, but no one no one wanted to try anything besides a couple pharmaceuticals that are pretty notorious for making you suicidal and shit like that that I didn't really want to fuck with, you know? I don't know. Making excuses, but at the same time, I don't fucking like that. Things come out too late sometimes for people. Maybe if some medicines were more available and weren't so shamed, some people would still be here, you know, too. That's what I was saying. I've heard people talk about ketamine and applications of, like, crisis situations where if someone's having a mental episode, that's one of the best substances to use right there in the moment because it can completely calm somebody down. Yeah. And give them, like, instant... Well, I know psilocybin has been that for me. It's helped me when I've had, like, episodes of, like, manic fucking depression or something. Like, it'll help even shit out if you just microdose a little bit on some psilocybin, you know? I feel like it helps in a lot of different ways. I've used it in ways of, like, to feel, uh, like, uh, to allow emotion to, like, take over. Like, because I feel like sometimes, especially in our busy lives, there's things that you... Like, we learn different ways to cope, but sometimes those different ways are, like, not actually coping with something. We're, like, throwing it to the back. You know, like, you kind of recognize it, but you don't really deal with some uh-huh. aspects of Cause life. Because you can't. If you did, you'd be, like, useless. Right. For a little maybe while. you just don't have the time, or maybe you just were never taught how. But yeah. I feel like psilocybin's really helped with um, 
really diving deep in emotions and thoughts and like really cooking with it and uh, figuring it out right then and there. Kind of like, yeah, it just throws you in the mix. We got to get to the meat of this issue right fucking now. Like it yeah. puts you in this state where you're ready to fight whatever battle that you've been fighting that you've been ignoring. And you're some, ready to confront that shit in the face right now. You know, not put not, it off um, anymore. Just fucking, you know, basically um, defy yeah. your humanity for a little bit. Yeah. And it's not always like a very, uh, like, a, what, do I, what am I going to say? Like sometimes what you're feeling isn't necessarily bad. Like sometimes you just come to realizations, and you feel com- you feel awesome. You feel good. You feel at- you feel relief almost. Like it, it might have been a hard subject to think about, but at the same time, it's like this is what you got out of it. You know, it's it's amazing, dude. Like how it's almost like someone's speaking to you, dude. That's the thing about mushrooms that people say. That they're little aliens, dude. Like they literally speak to you. Like they're teachers. Like the golden teachers are the classic mushroom, classic shrooms that most people always tried probably through the 90s and the early 2000s were golden teachers. Have you had golden teachers? Yeah, I've tried them and I thought they were all right. But compared to penis envy or albino, like those are something else, son. Like when you cross those... That's something else, son. <laughs> That's something else, like, you know? Yeah. And, like, but but anyways, and, and I mean that in a good way. I'm just saying, like, uh, you'd have to eat a lot more, maybe, of the Golden Teachers, and you'd have to be in the right mindset and everything. It's about the medicine. It's about the medicine. Trying to talk to you and teach you, maybe, and help you, but you have to want to help. Yeah. You have to want to get out of that rut. You have to kind of, and I feel like it enables um, that, like, blockade that you might have mentally, Saying, like, I can't confront that because if I confront it, it means I open the box. I think that it lets that guard down immediately and you're like, fuck that. I don't need to think about it like this boxed away, taboo, don't think about it, file it away and never think about it, talk about it, never deal with it. No, it doesn't need to be like that. And then you you almost ease into it instead of confronting it head on, full on. You just realize, oh, this is a journey of, like, getting through this, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone's experiences are different. It is everyone's is different because aside from like the intellectual therapy you could get from it, because I don't, I, not everybody sees mushrooms that way, right? Not everybody understands how deep it gets. Because aside from like the therapy you can get from it, if you're looking for that, I think it's a good. Um, it could be a good recreational tool for people that are like in deep depression. You know what I mean? In like very depressive episodes, because you know what I mean. It's just like. Some of the enjoyments you get with experiencing cannabis, right? Like, there's that sense of euphoria and vivid and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, for me, I love how saturated things look when it comes to, like, the optics. Even when you're not tripping, you know what I mean? Like, small microdoses. Yeah, in general, though, like, the way, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, um, but I also don't know what the repercussions of ingesting, like, mushrooms for, like, long periods of time would be. What do you mean? Uh, like if what would happen to your would you will we become like the Comanches no like, it's fucking wild just the the, the introduction of that bacteria that fungus to your gut like if there's so much of it in it say overpopulates would it become an issue maybe but what if it's the secret plug that we're missing that we used to use that would help us fight off certain shit even unknowingly people are definitely like you missing. could even look at it like you could be ingesting some kind of food that perhaps is revered as, I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying some of these medicines are revered as a food that will literally help you not catch certain ideological viruses 
and ideological pathogens, like bad I ideas. I do understand. Thinking that. about it in like this doo doo fucking life. It makes sense because your you know? your gut and your microbiome and your intestines is responsible for. And who the fuck eats? I mean, mushrooms. Your mind. Like who the fuck eats mushrooms, bro? Like I mean, I know people do. Like you get like a mushroom burger, you get fried mushrooms at the spot or whatever. But like, who goes to the stores to go get mushrooms? And only like eat those and find a way to like eat lion's mane mushrooms or something. Not very many. It's a special type of people. It's on the rise. There's more people that are aware it's of it. Growing. Yeah. But it just, it's one of those things that like most people don't like. We don't even know. But people used to eat those a lot. Like they used to forage for them a lot. And there would be enough to go around when you'd forage. But now we have a booming population where we have to like almost provide it through like a form of farming yeah. them, you know. Which is, you know, maybe questionable too because it could be like missing its what own of, biome. Yeah. What is its food source? What is it being grown it on? It could be that? missing its biome. But you could be – they could just be making bank by selling it to you as it's this natural food. But it's like really nothing maybe. It doesn't – it didn't build the it's medicinal lifeless. properties in it exactly. that it needed. Because how do we validate it? When you smoke weed that you buy at the shop and you smoke it and you're like really fucking high, you're like they did something there. That was good, you know. Yeah. It worked. Something good happened. You know. But how do you know when you eat something that doesn't give you some kind of Symbiotic. metaphysical change immediately, you know? Yeah. Right. I guess you wouldn't know. That's just like what I was saying with mushrooms. Like, you wouldn't know over time. Like, we would have to study, like, what the introduction of psilocybin does to the, the biome of your gut, you know, if it's being introduced hev- heavily, you know? Yeah, heavily. But I think that probably people would just eat it like on a weekly basis. Different ones that they'd find on trees that they knew were edible. You know, different ones that grow under certain things that they found were edible. They weren't like toxic, whatever. Different tribes, different denominations of people. I'd like to think that people were more... By by foraging is what I mean. There was a better symbiotic relationship between people and the land and back when that was a thing, right? Well, we didn't stagnate around agriculture as much, right? And monoculture at that. Like they say the Amazon was apparently planted originally. It was trees that were brought from other places around the world that were all planted there as like a sacred omen to like building a new ecosystem. But then I guess time went by and people got diseased or some shit and they weren't there anymore. And then the people that basically saw it later now or just like colonial people or something or it's people that like go to to travel through to see what the Amazon has covered right you know so there's civilizations out there like just like there's ones underwater that we hear about you know what I mean that are covered now or they're like not like they used to be or whatever the fuck the mass consumption of microorganisms could it can be dangerous too like we were talking about the witch, the witch hunts yeah I was thinking about like spirulina cause I eat spirulina in my protein shake most mornings just a little bit but like what's up with that it's an algae what's up with that why am I eating algae every day yeah. I just had it. So I'm like, fuck it until it's gone, baby. But it was like, I only put a little bit every day. So it's like, dang, this shit's lingering around. This is like a l- big old baggie. Like, you know, <laughs> fucking spirulina. I don't know much about spirulina. Honestly. At this rate, you know, makes shit blue. Tastes kind of good in certain things. Is it good for you? It's supposed to be. It's apparently supposed to like give you cognitive function a little bit better somehow. Like a natural, like not caffeine, but like somehow be one of those things that connects the links to the to the completing a whole food, right? Kind of almost like a whole diet where like we were talking about, you're saying like if you consume too many mushrooms or like if you only eat meat, like you're maybe flooding your system of only one thing versus like maybe you do need to hit all those categories, check all those boxes of meats, vegetables, fruits, mushrooms, uh, algae, 
because I don't know, people come into contact with it for centuries, for sure, for millennia or whatever. It apparently supersedes us. So somehow it does make sense. You know, it's kind of like eating seaweed. People do that now. And people used to do that. But there was like a time frame where it's like, who would do that in the Western world? But you know, it's crazy. What's crazy about that specifically is if you look all over the world and you look at the different people from the different lands that they come from, they all have a different ecosystem that's uh that's there because of adaptation yeah and it helps them survive in their environment so you look at people that are like say from japan like you're japanese and you're from japan generations there you have a particular bacteria in your gut that lives and it's there to help you consume and digest seaweed oh it's there that's there it's found specifically in that people that belong to those specific islands whoa and to people like just people who consume specific foods you'll find specific Bugs, uh, part part of their biome that are there specifically because of their, you know, their environment and what you they're. You could consuming. look at beer, beer alcohol, because a lot of cultures can't. Well, you look at consume okay, so alcohol in the same ratio that anyone from like the European ancestry can, because look, it wasn't as prevalent in the, around the rest of the world in some places, and you, they don't have the biome literally to like convert those fucking uh, that alcohol into sugar a little quicker, like our body's trying to do. That's what we're doing when we drink water and we're pissing. Like, we're doing that in the process, too. We're trying to convert it back to sugar real quick so we don't get too fucked up. The body's trying to regulate. body's trying to not Quickly. kill yourself. body's trying to not die. And you're like, fuck it, I don't care. Because the mind's fucked up. And that we all know that's true. It's a heavy thing to accept. But I just had to say it. <laughs> if you look at our culture today and you look at places like the United States and places like the United States that are, like, uh, super modernized when it comes to the way we eat and uh, produce food, you'll notice that there are things like cancers and early deaths from diseases are very prevalent. Childhood diseases are very prevalent. Genetic disorders and things like that are very prevalent. And I think it has to do with what we're eating. What is our environment? We're eating things that are destructive to a biome. And once you, they get to your table, they don't have this biostimulating factor anymore. Like you had asked me outside, like, why is it that when I grow garlic and it'll like I dry it, I can utilize that over the next year. But if you go to the store and you buy garlic and you put it in your kitchen, it's like bad within like a fucking week. Yeah. But it's because it's catching its own forms of bacteria it hasn't been and aging and other weathering, you could say. that it's It's a living vessel that is stored nutrients and we buy that shit at the grocery store. But what plants or fruit is, any kind, garlic, it's stored nutrients that a plant converted sunlight and water into fucking sugar to build something that's a completely different compound. Now it's garlic and it preserves itself for years for you to still eat it. And not because we we eat it. It's because it's trying to store its energy in case it wants to grow again later. So it can do that process over and over. It is a living, breathing organism that is slowly dying too. It is shed and it's like a mothership was the plant. And like now the the cloves of garlic are their own little fucking spaceship that gets to go explore the other universe or whatever, you know. They have to go find a home and they have to plant somewhere and grow hopefully and have enough, enough stored nutrient to survive like a fuel source. Like literally like their little jet fuel. Is like sugars and shit that they made from converting sunlight and water into sugar. Yeah. Over and over. It's for, it's a beautiful process, dude. Yeah. And but what's crazy is like most people that don't understand like the beauty and the chemistry behind it and why things form is they just they just consume things. Like some people just eat a fruit and don't understand 
exactly what a fruit is, which mm-hmm. you just explained. That there's different trees that produce different fruits. Like, I think a lot of people literally kind of just assume, like, there's, like, a one tree that, like, produces all these fruits, has different branches. Like, you could do that, but, like, that's not the general uh, efficient route by any means. Like, you know, they make yeah. those, like, a fruit cocktail tree, they call that, where they, like, graft on a bunch of different is that true? fucking, yeah. But you have to do it very strategically. And, and grafting is not always 100% success rate. So there's a lot that probably don't make it. But most of them that they're trying to do, when they graft them, like they're trying to graft them in a pattern that actually still um, you can allow and will grow. Because not everything's from the same family. So you like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's an art for sure. But people buy that and get all excited and they plant it and they think it's all going to be like perfect. But it's like, dude, you're doing some Frankenstein shit kind of though. Like it's not how the normal shit goes. It's yeah. going to be different. They're going to have different it's, times where they're not going to f- produce this year because that half the tree decided to fucking give all its energy to the peaches. And now I don't have time to produce the, the apples. Sorry. You know. Like I don't know. It's interesting though. Like the differences that we ignore even though we can really quickly accept the differences between an iPhone and an Android, right? But we don't remember at all that, like, oh, a grain is not the same thing as a vegetable. Like, you know, they're different plants. Yeah. They're different things. It's like superficial knowledge. hmm And then, like, we eat box foods and stuff that's, like, dehydrated. And, like, there's still technically stored nutrition in all that dried shit. You know what I mean? The boxed good, meaning, like, you open it up and it's just a bag of powder and a bag of, like, some kind of substance that turns into meat again or something. You know? And you heat it up with water. And it's, like, this nutritional meal, like an MRE or some shit, right? But, like, it works. It's technically nutrients, calories, things like that. But it's not, like, a whole food. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, there's no life in it. Yeah, there's, there's no life in it. Like, you can technically say that it it is um, the bare minimum. It meets these requirements. It has this nutritional value in it. And you're also taking on the burden of, like, the different agents that they use to keep it, you know, to give it a shelf life. You, mm-hmm. know, you have anti-caking agents. You have things in there to help preserve it. You know, different, lots of sodiums, you know. Yeah. Nat- and then they have natural flavors. You Things like that that they're able to hide other different chemicals that who knows what type of effect they might have on the human body you know yeah like when they use labels like natural flavors that's yeah. like it's an umbrella word yeah that hides like it could hide up to 20 actual chemicals used or right sources who knows what it is i've heard they've used stuff like a beaver's fucking anal gland to fucking flavor strawberry you know what i mean like or vanilla or something dude yeah. isn't that nuts like yeah. that's crazy well in some circumstances it's pretty wild like vanilla extract, when you think about what's vanilla, it's an orchid bean. It's like an orchid that go into flower that produced a fruit with seeds like a bean. And that's what a vanilla bean is. It's from an orchid. And so they have to farm orchids, bro. And orchids are kind of hard to like farm. Like, I don't know. I think they're very um, picky, but at the same time, if you put them in the right conditions, I guess it could but be attainable. But where does artificial vanilla bean come from? So then what is it? It's probably just corn syrup. With it's flavorings true, that they like, like, probably make in a lab that tastes like they, you know, like we talk about red forty and all this stuff that's a color, and then we talk about like natural flavors or whatever. But it's like what, you know, uh, chemist is sitting in a lab and putting together these different drops or whatever of flavor profiles that like fuck with the olfactory system, but they don't actually like, they're not really what. They're just drops of like the synthesized thing that kind of tastes like spicy. And this one kind of tastes sweet. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And what are those? 
what are those? Like, we don't know. It says natural flavors, but like, I don't know. These are questions that like, not to go down a rabbit hole, but it's like, it's weird. It's weird. It's yeah. weird because like, we just accept it as just, oh, natural flavor. Na- and well, natural flavor. It just tastes like grape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just tastes like this. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, what is that though? We still don't like really know. Yeah, and it's, it's a weird know. loophole, but I think that we should be more concerned about other things that are, you know, disrupting our water and our food and our air and stuff, probably for sure. These are just small concerns, but if you wanted to go there, we really wanted to make it a better world. We have a lot more things to focus on, clearly, than like just worrying about the war in Ukraine and not saying it doesn't matter. It does. It's changing everything, apparently. But also, like, look at all the fucking drama and trauma that we're sharing right now. School shootings, gas prices are the highest they've ever been. There's looming nuclear war. Some people may get drafted. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Nicaragua is cool with Russia. They're down to let them move in. Like, you start hearing all these little things. It's like, what is, what's going on? Is there a big move? The U.S. fucking attorney general or not not attorney general, like the fucking dude that's like charge of the military or some shit was like talking about how China's being more aggressive and that the U.S. may have to da-da-da. And like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I didn't think I was going to live in this lifetime. I haven't been in the loop. I have. I, had, I didn't know about that. And then it's like, is any of that really transpiring? Them? I wouldn't know. Because the war in Russia and Ukraine has been transpiring for a long time, just slowly. It wasn't really like how it is now. It's another level. It jumped up. It heated up. It ramped up. But we heard about it for a long time. There's a lot of shit going on. Crimea was already a thing. Then it went down. Like, you know, these things happen over a course amount yeah, of time and then all of a sudden you realize whoa too much has gone has happened too much is bombed too much cannot be fixed now you know and then we step in right it's kind of like world war ii like remember we were just like selling the arms and sounds kind of interestingly well, similar know. that's why i don't know what to think about any of this because i look back at world war ii because you're able to do that right when you're like years away after you can go back and study certain events and still yeah, be a part from of the sources that we have from sources that we access have that we to can find yeah. from what we can find and then you see things like what type of involvement the US had in World War 2 and what people were told then what was the patriotic move to get people to agree with going to continue with war yeah and what actually happened what actually took place and we hear about things like operation paperclip yeah. and uh, at the same time like around the same time there's like mk ultra there's all these mind-altering fucking things that the cia is doing with experimenting on humans here in the mm-hmm. states after we steal all these different scientists and then, then there's the introduction of nasa around the same time too because we we took these scientists from germany you know in different parts of the world during World War Two, so it's kind of like the U.S. gained a lot. So what was World War Two all about? You know, yeah. you know it I mean? was a big experiment. I feel like in in, in a way, in the lens, a lens you could look at it through would be like it was it was a sanctioned experiment that went too far. That was like kind of like they were, no one was in charge besides maybe some of the Nazi regime and stuff in those in, in the concentration camps and stuff. But yeah, they were making funny. shit happen that didn't seem as bad. From the outside looking in until you really realize, oh, this has gone way too far. Kind of like the thing with the Uyghurs in China. Yeah. Like exactly. it's like this there's, is going no too far, reason. but we're just waiting until it's gone way too far to there, step in, there's right? There's no way that the U.S. did Because we know. don't know what to do. There's no way that other people did not know what was happening in Germany. Right. Of course. Like we obviously – And that's why I say it was, I'm not trying to be cynical saying it was a sanctioned event. I'm just saying like I think it was originally a lot of bidders, a lot of people that wanted to know things – get uh, research done on humans that were down to go to that black market level 
to have ties indirectly through concentration camp stuff to study what does this chemical do on the skin of a human? You know, what does this do to a human so we can sell our products, so we can make other things to stretch resources, go farther? Like there was a lot of thoughts going on in humanity clearly at the time because they were worried about the world ending or at least coming up with new solutions, kind of like we are right now. We're trying to not let the world end, but we're trying to come up with new solutions so the world doesn't end. And it doesn't work. (laughs) We're just in the middle, but... It's insane. It's a lot deeper than people want to realize. And I'm in no way um, denying the Holocaust in any way. That's not what, yeah, that's not no. what I'm saying. I'm not I'm trying to say it was just a sanctioned event. No. I, I shouldn't have said it like that. I it's just, just mean, like all you know? talking about the CIA doing its own experimentation on U.S. citizens. I feel like Germany was doing, there, that. there was reason to it. It wasn't just... To be yeah. evil, to be it maniacal. Ra- it wasn't random evil. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't random evil. It just to be like, ha, ha, ha. No, it was there like to learn something involved. about this and, yeah. and show no more. Like to stretch your moral compass. You had to stretch your moral – like you had to be flexibly – morally flexible. I'm sorry. That's what I'm trying to say. You had to be morally flexible to do some shit like that, to think outside the box like that, to allow things like that to happen and just not bat an eyelash. I find it, I find it hard working when I worked in an insect lab – to like kill the insects and just cut their head off and like pull out their organs and make sure that they're male or female like over and over thousands over the years I worked there having to gas them and knock them out so I could like clip their wings so they can't fly away knowing that their their fate will be a freezer they will die in the freezer we're going to mate them tomorrow and the next day we're going to pop them open while they're alive no we're going to put them in the freezer the next day collect them put them in the freezer and then pop them open to see what they're sex they were and if they were pregnant or not and all this kind of shit you know and it was like whatever you go to work every day it's like whatever and i like that i could look at it like it's not so heavy like i killed an insect earlier you saw me i caught a bug and fucking threw it to the chickens and they fucked it up yeah you know a little bit different though like but I, but like i didn't die in vain and fed a chicken right i did feed a chicken but but it's for research it's not dying in vain yeah. there's a lot of money riding on this who funded this a lot of people that grow crops that maybe those insects could damage so they're like fully invested in saying hey if you find a researcher that will do this work, I don't care how you do it, as long as it's within the reasonable, you know, moral, flexible code that we operate in, it's all good. You know, you can disrupt their mating patterns on a grand scale if you want to you go to that point, you know, if you can take it to scale. Like, right? Like, that's the mindset. So at that time in World War II, for sure, there was people doing the same shit, like going, hey, making phone calls across seas, bro. Like fucking people in New York and shit on Wall Street going, fucking, we got someone that wants to pay you this much if you can carry out this research. Boom, round them up. We got fucking free people like right here, and then we'll burn them after. There's, there's a flex, there's a serious moral flexibility that you have to have to do that kind of shit. And people did it because they knew it was an industry. It was to learn stuff. It wasn't meant to just be cruel. But it was cruel in turn being cruel, you know. So you could look at it like, well, it's just someone had to do it. But that's like, whoa, there's a part of humans that was supposed to be human. That's what made us the creature we were. We have a little bit of mercy. We have a little bit of sympathy, you know. We don't take it to the utmost level. But the food we eat, we don't want to see the video of the cow getting lifted up by the forklift. You know, we don't want to see the video, right? We want to eat the tri-tip later. I ate two tri-tip meals in the last 24 hours. I don't want to watch the video, you know? No one else wants to watch the video, bro. And, and, And once they do, they'll quit for a little while. Maybe usually some people are committed. But for the most part, we just continually sanction that event. And that's what I meant when I was saying 
that I feel like the the concentration camps and the Holocaust and all that was semi-sanctioned in the sense where there was bitters. There was a lot more connected to that worldwide, globally at the time, than just the Nazi regime. I like you know, so and that's why it was such an interestingly powerful movement. It sucks to talk about. Fucking hate it. But it's, it's also it's 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 remarkable. And then how you're saying shortly thereafter, we take a lot of these scientists in that were down to flex to be morally flexible, to to look the other way, become you know leaders of NASA, to become maybe leaders in the CIA, to start doing weird propagandative efforts towards its own people. You oh, know? Yeah, and don't. then that becomes sanctioned by the people of their own country because they're like willing to pay tax dollars to help fund that effort that may very well affect their own kid or someone they know or them. But hopefully not, right? Like that's the world we're in. And then when we start talking nuclear shit and all such stuff, it's like, dang, bro, we're so small. We're so tiny. Like we're just a little dust in the wind, right? And then we're worried the whole time while we're in that, that moment. Yeah. Like we're talking about dreams, like it's really just like a few minutes in the in the time of humanity, in the time of the universe or whatever, of existence. We're just of being alive to be where we are during these circumstances that are happening around the world because in other places I mean and this is even before the war that started in um between Russia. Because I mean dude, there's people that are in extreme poverty all over the world. Third world countries, there's people that are surviving every day you know yeah but we're lucky to have been the seed that was planted over here on this side of the world and just randomly be in this mix and who knows how long that this will this reality that we know yeah this country this government the system who knows how long this will even be go be yeah. going on think about people who were part of the roman empire before it fell like who who knew in that lifetime when it fell what did they know yeah where are they at now you know, and how did that go down? Right? It didn't. It didn't go very well. A lot of them were beheaded. You know, in the moments where they couldn't even think about anymore what what is is happening to the society burning down. You know, you would probably just leave as a leader because you knew you'd be. They'd want your head. Like they'd want to blame you because everything's fucking fucked. You were the leader, and you failed us. We're gonna kill you. That's what the mentality used to be in cultures. You know how like people assassinated the president in the 60s, JFK? Well, like that was more normal for like all of eternity with humanity, pretty much. They'd fucking go to the guillotine, bro. Like it, it was like a became, glorious thing, right? It like, just became tabloid. Jesus Christ, the classic story. He Crucif- was oh crucified, bro. And people, they, the Romans now, were doing that to people. And he happened to be the one that not to fuck with, Man. you know, that, that everyone remembered that story. But do we remember and think about how it was crucifying and how people were doing that? And it was like a sanctioned event where the whole town would go and watch like that's like uh, the death penalty now. Like that's a thing where you can go and watch. Like if they killed your fucking kid or something. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm yeah. not saying they shouldn't have that. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying it's like these things <coughs> in our society are very real. It just seems, and like they're very like old too. They're not new necessarily. Things just became more ethical just recently in humanity's history. We were like softer now, right? Yeah, I like, feel like it was just only two generations ago. People were literally watching people get hung in a tree in public. But we have to like keep it out of sight. Right? Like, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, like, in general, like, everyone has to keep shit out of sight. Right? Because yeah, then it's okay. It's kind of like how um, in the in the city of Reedley, people didn't want to see gambling and shit on the I Street. But so they said you have to push it underground. You have, you have to get it out of sight. Out of sight, out of mind. So they built tunnels and underground shit. Speakeasy type shit. 
That's how, you know, with alcohol, when they outlawed alcohol, when it became prohibited in the United States, that's what happened. They said, you can't fucking, if we see that there's a bar, we're shutting it down, we're breaking all the booze, that's it, you're going to jail. But if you keep it underground and the police, shh, they're paid off, no one says nothing, it's out of sight, out of mind, right? But we all know it's happening down there. We're all going there on Saturday night. We all know it's happening, but we're not going to, you know. Yeah. It's like Fight Club. Number one rule is you don't talk about Fight Club. But it happens, right? It's a thing. But, like, that's our world. And I feel like that's what the CIA was instructed to do constantly, right? That's the point almost, right? That's what some of these entities that we give our funding to and allow to make really crucial decisions for the, the trajectory of its society that we live in, you know, to make the right calls and not brainwash us too hard. Maybe because then you you can no longer control the Frankenstein GMO that you've created anymore, and maybe that's the reality of our future. Like you said in the last couple of podcasts, it's not that it's bad or worse. It's just going to get different. It's going to get wild. It's getting different. It's going to be sometimes almost doesn't make sense. And you know, just as we zoned in thinking we were so scientific, so mathematical, so logical, our society has been falling apart. To where we no longer can actually keep it together. We're so illogical now. Could you say it was, it's getting a little bit better? Because like I said, I feel like we've yep. gone from things like crucifixion to the guillotine to, like I said, like it was only a few generations ago where people were being lynched and beaten and yeah. fucking hung in public. And now, I mean, I, fortunately for me and you, I, I don't see any of those things. To I, mean, I feel like most things are taboo uh, people who are racist are called out people who are like but some of those things do still happen violent. it's just out of yeah, sight out usually. of sight out of sight right it's but it's what but I'm like saying, that Ahmad Opry case where they shot him in better. in the neighborhood chased him down in the truck like right. that was like a modern day lynching and that was like now in public and everyone was like a and everyone disagreed but if they it. did it in the backwoods no one would have noticed sadly I'm not right. saying that I you know that but that does happen, happen. for sure happen. we know it does humans are fucked up right but it's not accepted anymore by the public Right, and it used to be, which is crazy. I get what you're saying. Like there used to be this uh, more moral flexibility. Like you were willing to go to greater lengths to ignore things because you knew things had to just carry on as long as it's not too out of line. It's okay. So that being said, I feel like we are (laughs) kind of like an uphill trend, right? Like yeah, there are this fucked up shit that still happens. Slavery still exists, but it's also not accepted by everybody anymore. Yeah, on a grand scale, for sure, it's underground. For sure. It's uh, across seas where we get a lot of our products now. We just don't want to see it. Because if it's here and we hear about it being down the street from where we live, we're going to be like, yo, shut that down. We don't want to see that shit. But can you imagine living in the world where it was accepted? Like people were okay with people being beaten and used and just thrown like their objects. And And for you to stop and feel soft at any of those moments would just show your weakness. Right. Right. At those times. That used to be the the reality of this country. And you would be be thrown in jail. You would just be like ostracized for caring. You try to free somebody's slave. Yeah. What are you doing? You're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. How much the human mind has changed in just a little time in this country alone. Yeah, and now sometimes I feel like our mind is like a skyscraper where we're building on top of things that were previously there, a foundation that's previously there that we have to conceive of, and then reality ensues after that. It's not just so much just living in the moment to the moment. I feel like now we're more unified, yes, in a lot of ways. I'm talking about the Western world more than I'm talking about most of the world. Yeah, because the, the, every, the, wor- the worry is that the Western world is on its edge, you know. But it makes sense, you know. Like because we moved so primitive. quickly and we built skyscrapers metaphysically, physically, mentally, psychologically so quickly that now, you know, the foundation wasn't built maybe as good as what it could. What would happen though? Like would we just become more primitive? Everyone would just be like living. I think we're just more um, 
it's like hypnotizing. I think it's something that we're not we're not quite aware of unless you study the fucking way to you know hypnotize mass quantity what of people happens? and shit. Like like to make people more submissive indirectly, not to just like make announcements saying okay, no one get out of line, just calm down. It's more like you know. You have to keep society at a lull, but also on the edge, so people can stay motivated. Like I can only imagine trying to like implement things that you're hoping as a leader or something is going to keep society on the right track. It's pretty wild. We're talking a huge amount of people too. It's not just like a small like amount of people. There's people that do the opposite. Yeah. Like there's people. There's other countries that like deliberately interfere social media. Yeah. To to, interfere. To interfere and actually affect the population of another country to make them feel bad. Yeah. Not and not good. Yeah. Not patriotic. Yeah. And hey, maybe a lot of us are. We've seen that and we've been fucked up by it. Oh yeah. And we're not quite aware of that because it's hard to actually fathom it, like to really think about what that means mentally for you. You're not the thoughts. Your thoughts are not so original. Like you know, oh, to yeah. really accept that it's fucking hard for some people because they're so in, they're so like deep in the in the pursuit of their happiness and their stability and their understanding of things and their ego, making sure that they're still in control a little bit. But like, if we didn't notice, we're not in control of a lot. You know, we're in control of such of such small things, and it seems like we have to always be in control, but yet we're only in control of so many things, really. Right. And um, I think mentally that plays a role in why maybe there are more school shootings and all this other weird shit that's going on because people have seen it on movies and it's been normalized as if it just – the show ends and it doesn't matter. But that's real. That guy really went in there and shot people. Kids really died. You know, That's not just a movie, a TV show. When we've seen a bunch of TV shows and then we see on the news, do we correlate that those are different, that they're not the same? Because – they're not the same. Like someone writing a script about this drama, acting something else, not the same as the reality of something happening. But it's normalized the idea of it happening. I think in a way, it's like we're not freaking out as much as we would have 10, or at, 15 at years as ago. Much as we should. That's what I meant where I feel like we were at like this point where we were coming away from um, wanting to see things in the public or anything that were like not to our standards, right? As Americans or whatever you would call it. But now we're down to kind of go backwards and be like, no, I just want to hit it and I don't want to accept where my food comes from. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Where you want, you think you want to fucking go there, right? You think you want to know reality, but you don't really because it means you have to get your shit together. It means you have to continue the journey to where you're supposed to go. It means you have to actually get your shit together. Stop waiting around, you know, but we're not ready to grab the bull by the horns most of the time. We like being able to chill and think about it, ponder that for a while. Some people, like, sadly, like, fuck, that sounds like a fucking beast. <laughs> nah. Hey, man, we'll be all right. She's crazy. You're crazy. Dude, we'll wrap it up, bro. What do you want to say? To wrap it up? Yeah. I feel like there was something I wanted to say. Probably just to go, go back to the theme of what I've, I've been saying and what you said at the end, too. It's like... You know, life is a continuous river, and whether or not you go with the current or against it, you're headed in the same direction as that river. As, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So sometimes the best thing you can do is adapt. Right. To the conditions and um, not try to go so against the grain, especially if you're trying to see the end game. You know. Yeah. And not everything is bad. You know, not everything that is not known is necessarily negative or bad. 
you know, what we don't know. It's like the future, you know what I mean? The right. future of this country, the future of anything. The fate of it all. Yeah. Because we don't know, and there's never a standstill position where fate is is the end. Like, you know, like only that they say on Judgment Day, right? The, yeah. the biblical folk. But the story like, just changes. Generally, like it always just keeps changing. Yeah, Even if there was a nuclear war, bro, and they bombed a bunch of shit, there'd be something. After. And there'd be like someone in a spaceship like Kylie Jenner and shit floating around the earth until it's inhabitable. It's habitable again like in WALL-E and they come back down and they <laughs> fucking start their own fucked up ass empire of humans making them slaves again and shit doing weird shit. So, For all we know, we've already done that before. The, so, so the future might be good. It could be. It could, it's just it's not better. It's just different. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just that's the only thing you need to accept. So yeah, man. Just flow with the river as, as best as you can. Hopefully we do another one pretty soon. It's been a, the last one I did was a long time ago, man. Yeah, it's time. Gotta keep it rolling, bro. Love having you on. You're a great guest. Thank you, man. Love being here. For sure, man. Love you. Thanks for coming on. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, yeah. See you. Local Skeptic, you're the fucking man, bro. Thank you for coming on. Listener, thank you for letting your ears listen to this podcast this time around. I hope that you can check out my other episodes. We got a lot of other shit going on here at the Symbiosis Now podcast and a lot of new shit coming our way. If you like this episode, share the fuck out of it. I hope that the conversations that we have kind of inspire you to go have your own conversations out there in the world and be sure to gain some kind of you know intellect from the information that you've been absorbing out there don't just be entertained be inspired go find your path and live it baby because no one else is going to kick you in that direction in fact i think a lot of people are going to try to distract you in these times from actually getting done what you are meant to get done in this life that is because everything is about money folks that is because everything is about the grind now folks it doesn't have to be It has to be an ecosystem. All the parts have to be there. So I'm telling you, as a host of a damn podcast, you, the listener, listening to the podcast, that you got to get out there and find your fucking path. And if you're already on it, Brody, keep rolling. You know what I'm saying? Because we're rolling in a better direction. And this podcast is going to hopefully keep inspiring that. So for this episode, I'm Tyler Colombero signing off. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast.